0: All right, good to be back home, good to be broadcasting with you here on a Monday afternoon from the 600 ESPN El Paso, River Oaks Properties, Schoolyard Sports Studios. He's Adrian Broaddus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We've got the Foss joining us on the Longhorn Distributing Hotline coming up in an hour from now. We're going to be talking about yesterday's big one, the Chiefs do it again. I do not believe Mike Shanahan, uh, I'm sorry, Mike uh, Kyle Shanahan, my apologies, his dad is Mike. Kyle Shanahan cost uh, the 49ers the Super Bowl, like some people are saying. I don't see it like that at all. Uh, in fact, I just thought that, you know what, it's, again, this, this game yesterday reminded me of when you watched Jordan play in the NBA Finals, and he got the basketball in a close game, you just knew what was going to happen. That's what so Patrick Mahomes is. He's Jordan. He's Gretzky. He's Tiger. He's the best in his sport, the best in his position, and a guy that when the game is on the line, he's going to take you home. He did it again yesterday. He's done it time after time after time. And, you know, we can we can sit here and argue till we're blue in the face about all the mistakes that the 49ers made. Look, they played a great game, they just lost to the best in the game. It's as simple as that. No conspiracy, no controversy. Simply put, he's the best. And I watched Jordan beat everybody in the NBA for many, many years. And it was like a tie game. He got the basketball. You knew who had it. You knew what he was doing with it. You knew what was going to happen. And you knew he was going to make the shot. He was going to win the game. Same thing with Mahomes. You just know. You know that when the game is on the line and he has the football in his hands, He's going to deliver. That's the level he's at. And once again, Adrian, great game yesterday. No doubt about it. Overtime. I don't understand why it's timed. Like, why do we even need, um, like, a clock? Why can't we just have a play clock and that's it? Because the truth is, the way the overtime rules work right now, who cares if you play one, two, three, or four overtimes? I mean, you might as well not even have a clock going because the way the game is now structured in OT – If you score, the other team can come back and try to score and tie. Same thing with a field goal. So what does it even matter if you play quarters? Like, I don't even understand why that's the case. Just play with time downs and that's it.
1: Right, and I'm glad you understand this, Steve. Unlike Kyle Shanahan, he did not understand this. You heard reports today that some of the players had no clue about the overtime rules. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk was telling reporters yesterday that he wasn't uh, you know, sure that actually Kansas City would get the ball after the 49ers ended up scoring. Eric Armstead said that he learned about the uh, Super Bowl overtime rules by looking up and seeing it from the Jumbotron at Allegiant Stadium. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, on the other hand, they talked about this video very scenario this very situation Chris Jones said that back in August the team had met up and talked about it with if they ever get into an overtime situation in the postseason because of the new rule change they will defer they do not want the ball first they want the ball to close things out and it's kind of like a college football game again in these new overtime rules when we're talking about the postseason in the NFL right now the in college football you want the first team the the you know you want the first team to go ahead and go out there and try to score the ball. So then at least you know, do you need a field goal? Do you need a touchdown? What do you need in order to win or tie the game to keep this going? And that's what the Kansas City Chiefs did. They, they did a great job uh, as far as their scheme goes. Uh, you, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan. I agree, but I also think... Are we talking about a little bit of a curse with Kyle Shanahan? I mean, uh, the 2016 Atlanta Falcons loss to the Patriots, sure, that's not necessarily him. He wasn't the head coach. Dan Quinn was the head coach, but he was on that staff. And then you talk about 2019, a lead going into the fourth quarter, unable to close it out against the Chiefs. And then last night, it felt like they had it. 19-16. 19 to 16. It felt like it was over. Yet the Kansas City Chiefs, anytime you doubt Mahomes, he'll just remind you yet again why you should never doubt him. And he ends up ripping it away from Kyle Shanahan, away from all the 49er fans yesterday and winning that game.
0: I thought Shanahan taking the football when they won the toss was the way to go. I was the call I was gonna make. And I'll tell you why, okay. I've heard all I've heard every explanation possible as to why they should have deferred. Let me tell you why you take the ball. Because if you defer and Mahomes comes down and scores, that is an enormous amount of pressure on the shoulders of Brock Purdy. Enormous. That is like the biggest, most pressure-filled situation you can give a young quarterback like this who's playing in the biggest game of his life. Now... You want to blame Shanahan for the play calls when they are inside the 10-yard line and settled for the field goal in overtime? I'm fine with that, okay? I am absolutely 100% fine with that. But to say that you give the ball to Mahomes so he can come down and score, then you know what you need to do? No. You really want to put that kind of pressure on, on Brock Purdy? absolutely not. You go out there, you get the ball first, you keep them loose, you keep them trying to score the touchdown, and then you put the pressure on Mahomes. Not the other way around. So, as far as I'm concerned, I liked the idea of the 49ers getting the ball first, because that took a little pressure off that offense. You want to put pressure on Mahomes? Hey, he's the best on the planet. Of course you put pressure on Mahomes. Why not? That's what the greats do. They play with that kind of of, um, you know, pressure in big moments, in in championship situations. He's done it over and over and over again. But I really felt like you put that on, you're going to put that on the shoulders of Brock Purdy? That's not fair. So I liked the idea of San Francisco getting the ball first and trying to score a touchdown at worst a field goal just because at least you didn't have the weight of the whole game on him in that particular time,
1: yeah. But in my opinion, why do you in that case why why did not why didn't you have your players prepared? Why didn't the mm. players know about the overtime rules if that were the case? And you know, I really didn't like the play calling, especially at the 15 yard line when the 49ers moved the ball the way that they did. By the way, I felt much better about Brock Purdy leaving that game in the loss yeah. than I did uh, you know going into this match. Sure, I feel pretty strongly about Brock Purdy being a strong quarterback in this league moving forward. Totally, but agree. then. Why why you know if you're Shanahan? Why do you take it away from Purdy? First and ten at the KC fifteen. It's a McCaffrey run, yeah. then another McCaffrey run, then an incompletion on a third and four, which was almost impossible there. Chris Jones, you knew that they were going that zero blitz. They did it the entire game, and Chris Love Jones you. difference maker there for the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: McCaffrey was your baller. He was your MVP in that game, not Purdy. McCaffrey was having a monster game. He already had a touchdown. He had like 150 combined yards. I was fine with the first down call. He got six yards on it. And the second down call, they probably thought he was going to rush for another four or five yards, get the first down, be inside the five. So again, we could second guess all we want because the because the 49ers lost the football game. I heard some say that they shouldn't even have kicked the field goal. They should have gone for it on fourth yeah. and four, which I disagree with. You got to put points on the board. Look, how many times did Mahomes have either third and long or fourth down and they were able to get the they were able to get the first down but you put him in a really tough spot he just came through because he's Patrick Mahomes simple as that when he needed a scramble he was able to get the scramble when he needed a big completion he was able to get the big completion this is why he is the best player in the game because all he does is make plays when the season is on the line we see it time after time after time
1: Yeah, and that's why you're so frustrated if you're a 49ers fan today because unlike 2019, it felt like this one was done. Like they had this one multiple chances to close this one out, and it's Mahomes showing time and time again. You're right. I'm not giving enough credit to Mahomes and what he was able to do in the end because it's not like in the first half they were killing it offensively. They were struggling. Well, you want to know why? Right? right? And in the second half, they really turned it up. And Mahomes, it it was. I love the way that he was picking up the blitz yesterday, and they they were short-manned up front. I mean, they were without Joe Tooney up front, and they were still able to get the win. I'm just really surprised the way it it happened in the late-game situation.
0: The Greenlaw injury killed San Francisco. If you see that defense... After Greenlaw goes down from before, they're like two completely different defenses. So when he was in the game, Mahomes was doing nothing. They had the big, they had the big completion into the uh, into the ten yard line, but then the uh, Pacheco fumble turned it right back over. But Mahomes was having a very difficult time. He never looked comfortable. He did not get his confidence going until after Greenlaw got hurt. That was a killer injury for San Francisco.
1: Yeah, and, and talking about you know uh, mismatches, all of that goes aside from just the second. Quarter- quarter and the touchdown the 49ers were able to get. I thought that Kansas City defense was Mm -hmm. fantastic, too. I mean, uh, it felt like Spags was able to really dissect what uh, the 49ers were throwing at him. And Kyle Shanahan, for whatever reason, he could not adjust to that zero blitz that was going up against him. I thought Purdy played a pretty good game. But Mm -hmm. with all that being said, that Chiefs defense, I mean, they really showed up yesterday.
0: We'll take your calls on the game. We want to hear everybody's thoughts and reactions towards the Chiefs winning it again and And uh, San Francisco coming up short, plus UTEP with a huge win on Saturday. That deserves a lot of attention today because they played their best game of the season. There is absolutely no doubt about it, especially in the second half. But you look at the defensive intensity, what they did to New Mexico State, the crowd, which shocked me. I did not expect 10-5 there in any particular situation, but they were out in force. The students were there. It was a great atmosphere at the Haskins Center, Saturday night. So we could talk about all this today on the show, plus the Foss will join us live at 5 as we get started. Orly, first up today, getting us going here on a Monday. Orly, thanks for the call.
2: You know, 49ers, that was a great game. I, I, I have nothing against Purdy. I think Purdy proved that he belongs in, in, as a franchise quarterback. Uh, I thought there's three plays in that game. That turned the game around. Number one, you intercept Mahomes on the 40. And you don't go to your running attack. all third quarter. He threw six straight passes. Why aren't you using your running attack? You have McCaffrey. He's just getting you four or five yards a pop. That's one. I thought the Greenlaw injury, I mean, he was the one. He and Warner were taking care of Kelsey coming across the middle. You're right. That hurt. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the play after the two-minute warning. It's third and four. You picked up a first down there. They run down the clock and kick the game-winning field goal. Yep. That's another one. I thought, I know Mahomes was going to get MVP, but I thought Jones, defense he, he could have gotten the MVP. We're that play at the end with Purdy. Yep. And, it was, and he didn't get that. Purdy had no choice. He had to throw it up. He was going to get sacked. Uh, offensive lineman missed a block. He didn't chip him. But that's part of the game. Because he had a youth coming open in the back of the end zone. That's a touchdown, but that's part of the game. Purdy played a good game. 49ers. Shanahan, once again, not managing the game correctly. I thought getting away from the run in the third quarter, was, was critical, and then you have it third and four right outside the two-minute warning. You get a first down, do something to get a first down. You cannot kick field goals with Mahomes. He's going to come back and beat you every time. And, and that's the guy's the best out there. 49ers played a good game. I mean, it could have gone either way. Yep. Whoever had the ball last was going to win that game yesterday.
0: The weirdest so, part about I, it, though, is the overtime rules. Like The fact that the 49er yeah. players didn't know the rules, that's really strange. And that is, that's a coaching thing. I mean, if you really want to I knock did. Shanahan and the staff for that, how they didn't know anything about what was going to happen in overtime in the biggest game of the season, that is one of those head scratchers that you just can't explain. You
2: no, know, and I have no problem with taking the ball and driving it down. Yeah, They, they score a touchdown to a different ballgame. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, it is what it is. When they hit the field goal, I go, "Oh no, you gave you gave Mahomes an opportunity to come back." And fourth and one, and he pulls it to the right and runs right past it. How do you not have a spy on him? But it, the defense played well. They played. I mean, they had Mahomes panicking up in the third quarter. He, he was struggling, and they knew it. And they didn't take advantage. They should have closed it out. It was a great game. Had a great season. The world's not coming in then because the 49ers lost. But it did prove that Purdy does belong. And I think, of course, when I'm reading now, they only have one free agent they've got to worry about. And that's Ayuk. Everybody's coming back. So it's going to be a strong team. They're already... Dan the, and the Chiefs are, are all on favored to get back there next
0: year. Well, the Chiefs are in a situation where not only are they all coming back, they might add somebody. Like, they're in a really yeah. good situation as, yeah. long as, they, as long as they get Mahomes uh, and his contract reworked, which you know they'll do. Right, exactly. Appreciate you, Orly. Thanks for the call. Thanks for starting us off here on a Monday edition of the program. 16 pass. Let's head to Charlie 1. He has traffic update number one with you for two hours today as uh, Sports Talk continues, 600 ESPN El Paso. Some good messages coming in on social at 600 ESPN El Paso as we check uh, Twitter and X. Esteban, if San Francisco had not missed the extra point, there would not have been an overtime. Fair enough. I mean, look, both teams had mistakes. Pacheco fumbles the ball when KC was driving early and that really let the uh, air out of their uh, you know sails early and then you also have the situation with um you know San Francisco and the punt when all of a sudden the ball touches a player and gets recovered by Kansas City they score on the very next play I mean, Adrian, we, we saw our share of mistakes.
1: We did. I mean, the, if you had missed extra point on your bingo card yesterday, uh, then you were probably one of very few. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought that would happen. I was uh, marking that one as a surefire point right there for the 49ers, and it's all the little things. It's all the details that help you win a Super Bowl or actually keep you from winning a Super Bowl ring, and unfortunately for the 49ers, not able to get it done, and uh, you know, the Chiefs, Three now uh, for Patrick Mahomes want to make it a three-peat next year. What a run for them.
0: By the way, that that extra point was, it never got off the ground. That thing was blocked because it was so low. If you watched it, it really wasn't even like the KC player elevated. He just got his hand up, and that ball was just a low kick from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, and I think it was a a higher snap and not the best hold either, Mm -hmm. so I don't blame too much on Moody, who, by the way, Moody, that 55-yard field goal, who had him missing that one? I had him missing that one for sure.
0: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So he made the kick he's supposed to miss and he misses the kick he's supposed to make it's crazy noah at the noah underscore g gets in on the show niners have it way worse than us cowboys fans they like to poke fun at dallas but their drought remains a year longer than dallas thank you noah Appreciate that. Um, we've got a lot of UTEP conversation to get to as well today, following their big win. But first, let's go to the phones. Lines ringing in like crazy. We will begin the program or we'll begin the uh, segment with Dan, who joins us next 505 five zero five six zero zero nine. Our telephone number. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for the call.
3: Hey, how you guys doing? I uh, I have to disagree with you guys a little bit on Purdy.
0: Okay. Uh, because what
3: I saw was a game that San Francisco should have blown the Chiefs out. But Shanahan didn't let Purdy out of the gates because the Chiefs were just waiting for him to do it so he can make mistakes. Uh, Purdy, from what I can see, he he can in the water, and Mahomes is just that dude. And I, I just keep thinking about this, and this is the reality of it. With that team that San Francisco has, the talent around Purdy that's carrying him, yeah. it is a disservice to the other players to have a quarterback like Purdy on that team. I'm sorry. Uh, because if you put Pat Mahomes on that team oh yeah they win that game 60 to 3 no you're right if you put Purdy on the other side and i just think you know Purdy's a young kid but they need a a Quality. I mean, even Cousins would be a better quarterback than Purdy.
0: Dan, to and, me, Purdy is a game manager. That's how I see him right now. I see him as that guy that just, you know, you don't want – he's not going to win you a game, but you hope he won't lose you the game. And and I thought yesterday, look, McCaffrey had 80 yards rushing. He had 80 yards receiving. To me, if there was going to be an MVP, and it wasn't going to be Brock Purdy. It was going to be Christian McCaffrey.
3: And I, I've said that from the beginning, that Jimmy G – was actually a better quarterback than Purdy because he never had McCaffrey on that team. And you put a dynamic player like McCaffrey on that team. That Steve, I'm sorry, that team, it's a dis Lynch and Cal. They better get that fixed. They need to get them a quarterback in there that's competent. If you have a competent quarterback in there that can read defenses, that team should that team should win three or four Super Bowls. And they may have missed their window because Green Bay is getting better. Uh, let's see who uh let's see. Green Bay gave him a hard time. Detroit is gonna get better. Yep. You know, you have to think Dallas at some point is not gonna Dak and that team is not gonna show up brain dead in the playoffs all the time. No, and you, so still, we'll have, you still have year, Philly. But, uh,
0: and you still have Philly. So yeah.
3: Yes, and Philly. And Philly, whatever happened with them I don't know why they kept their coach. Because after that debacle, when you could go get someone like someone like oh my God, you have Bill Belichick sitting there and and you're going to keep that guy, and in Dallas, keeping uh, uh, McCarthy. What's the yeah, I, I don't understand that, Steve. Yeah. That's comical to me. Well. All right, you guys have a great day. Okay,
0: appreciate you, Dan. Give me your thoughts on Dan's take, saying that uh, he does not think San Francisco yeah. could take the next step with Brock Purdy after what he saw yesterday. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't agree with that because I feel like they were. I mean, Brock Purdy played such a good game when you realize what kind of defense the Chiefs were throwing out there. You could actually say Purdy played better against the Chiefs than Lamar played against the Chiefs in the postseason, and Tua did against the Chiefs in the postseason as well. And that's and maybe not Allen, but so I mean, Brock Purdy was right there multiple times that pass that he threw to Kyle Juszczyk that he turned around and then caught it no review on that one on a third down play I thought that was uh his best throw yesterday and that was in a late game situation so uh Brock Purdy the one knock that you can have on him the one weakness he has is he's not as mobile uh, yeah. mobile as somebody like Patrick Mahomes is I mean Mahomes you can have those design runs that you chip at all option counter but you can't really do that with Brock Purdy
0: Purdy started the game. I think it was eight of nine, if I'm not mistaken. Eight of his first nine. He finished twenty-three out of thirty-eight. So if you take out the start, he's fifteen of twenty-nine after the first quarter, which is about a fifty percent rate. And he missed some passes. There look, he bounced a few. One ball should have been picked off. That wasn't. You know, he came out with one touchdown, no interceptions, was sacked once. But again, I thought he looked great early they just were not able to put Kansas City away when they had the chance early on.
1: Yeah, and I think to Dan sings uh, might not be true right there with uh you know, you could see a franchise quarterback in Brock Purdy, but the window could also be closing. Lions, you got the Eagles, the Cowboys in the NFC. Can't forget about the Rams who obviously closed out the season much better and uh same with the Bucks. So, yeah, it's not like the NFC is going to be the same bad NFC it was here in 2023 and 24.
0: Let's go back to the phones 505 we say hello next to leon who joins us how you doing leon
4: i'm chilling like a villain my brother how you doing special k and adrian
0: always good to hear your voice leon thanks for the call
4: been well. just want to leave you guys with an old uh dicho. there's that adage don't tug on superman's cape and there's lots of comments uh, coming about the chiefs not having it Overrated, this Taylor Swift nonsense, they can't win the Super Bowl. Well, last night, we saw differently.
0: So I'm going to get off and hear your comments on that one. Talk to you guys later. Peace out. Thanks, Leon. I'll tell you what else last night did, okay? It makes the NFL regular season kind of meaningless. I mean, I know they were 11-6, and six, but they only be one team with a winning record during the regular season. They did not play well at times. In fact, the offense looked sluggish. He wondered if Mahomes had enough guys that could catch footballs for him. Um, they were not their normal dominant regular season selves. And then they just took it to another gear when they needed to. And we talked about this at Radio Row in Vegas last week when we were there and we had Aaron Schatz on the show. And Schatz said that this was the toughest road to a Super Bowl that they had ever followed in terms of all of their analytics and if they were going to win it was going to be the toughest ever for a a winning Super Bowl team since they've started charting it because think about everything Adrian they beat uh, Miami at home but then Buffalo on the road Baltimore on the road San Francisco and you just look at what they were able to do over those you know over those four games in the postseason and you kind of shake your head and say well I guess the regular season really doesn't mean much because Kansas City just knew exactly what they needed to and they just find ways to win games.
1: Right, exactly. And I would also say to that point, there were uh, boiling points in that game yesterday. The Kelsey uh, scream to Andy Reid—that's all over social media. I yep. thought he was going to knock him over. And then we were going to talk about today, Travis Kelsey being out of the league altogether. That's right. And yet they are able to uh, maintain their composure in halftime, make the adjustments necessary in order to win the game. And as far, remember, we were talking same conversation with Aaron as far as like the intercept uh, interception type of throws that Patrick Mahomes makes. Uh, he had zero going into. The this matchup in the Super Bowl. He had that one awful pass that ended up being picked off, Correct. yet the 49ers weren't able to capitalize off of it. So I thought Mahomes was pretty conservative yesterday, um, with the exception of that one deep shot to uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had a lot of shorter passes. He wasn't throwing it deep, and he was trying to be as conservative as he could. Late-game situation, that's when he started to let it rip. But when he also needed to make plays
0: with his running ability on the ground, he did that as well. How many times when you thought that uh, they were going to stop Mahomes he came up with a scramble and a run for a first down
1: yeah those that fourth down play that's uh in my mind I mean the the fake to Pacheco roll out to the right and scramble for the yards to gain uh that first down that was so special to me for watching Mahomes because he shows you that he's a playmaker he he can make the throws but he could also kill you on the ground
0: no you're right you're absolutely right so, uh, and once again, remember that not only the touchdown pass for the game winner to Hardman, but he hit him. He was the one that hit Hardman on that fifty-two yard pass right before Pacheco fumbled. He had that bomb when they were down three nothing. It looked like they were going to go right in and score, and then Pacheco fumbles, and Kelsey gets right into Reed's face, and you're like, uh oh. We've got, uh, we've got some trouble in paradise.
1: Right, and I thought the fact that they're able to bounce back despite all these things, despite starting off the way that they did, only three points in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing that we know from this Kansas City team. Remember the past two games that they won in the postseason against both the Bills and the Ravens? They held on to an early lead. It felt like they had a, a thing scripted for them offensively, and this time around the script wasn't working. They threw out that script in the second half. They got something working. I don't know. Know what it was
0: okay we'll get back to the phones we've got gator Richards standing by we'll do that right after adrian bottom of the hour as we continue thank you adrian pinky got in on the app with this comment i really liked how the chiefs used kelsey as a decoy when they scored the touchdowns dbs followed him and left the other area receiver alone kelsey is watching the big screen and pointing toward the open receiver just saying miners game saturday was awesome Hopefully, this will give them confidence for the remainder of the season. With that, two lines open at 505-6009. Let's say hello next uh, to Gator Richard, who joins us on the phones. Gator, what's going on?
4: Go Gators.
0: Go Gators.
4: Hey, so correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Adrian just say scripted? He said something was scripted.
1: Yeah, plays scripted. Like offensive play callers and offensive uh, coordinators script plays uh, not, that they rehearse like, and they know.
4: Not like, like NFL, e like you know, outcome is predetermined and 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 the winner and loser is scripted. Not like that, right?
0: Oh, you you think the game was fixed last night? Is that what you're going to tell me?
4: Well, uh, okay. Uncle Rich called in a couple yeah. weeks ago. You yeah. got mad, if if you recall. I always get I'm mad honest. at your calls.
0: Let's be honest. I mean, eighty yeah. yeah. percent of your phone calls, uh, you know, they kind of uh, they're 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 so out there. They're they're borderline ridiculous.
5: Oh, so you it, know,
4: except except I didn't call that East Coast West Coast team. Got you bent out of shape, and then I said it's going to go into OT for all the viewership and mm-hmm. extra extra pay these guys had. What you're missing is. Six seconds left on the clock and, and OT right. Yep. Okay. What would happen if uh, Dipstick would have dropped the ball and and time ran out? You talking then? like are you
0: talking about the fourth quarter or overtime?
4: Overtime. Are you if talking about the pass?
0: about the, the pass to Hardman. It,
4: correct.
0: Yeah. If he yeah. would
4: have dropped the ball,
0: then they kick a field goal and we go to double OT.
4: No, no, no. There's no double OT. That's not the rules. Yeah, they keep playing. The rules
0: playing. Is a tie. No, 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 no. What? Listen to me. They play till the game is over, and they don't. There's no over. There's no time. That's why I said to start the to start the show today. You shouldn't even have a clock. It makes no sense. Like if you finish one 15 minute period, then you go to no, the next one.
4: But Steve, Steve, regular season. If if they run out of time in OT, what happens? It's A tie. It's a tie.
0: Playoffs and, are different, and, and, Richard. The whole postseason has a how different format.
4: different? Wait, the, how is it different? Explain the oh my how god!
0: It. Did you watch the game yesterday? Did you pay yeah, attention I, I, to I've anything? It, but
4: you know what? Tell
2: me,
0: Steve. Okay, look. Here's the way it works. Okay, let me let me explain this to you. Here's how postseason football works. Okay, very simple. First team gets the ball. If they kick a field goal or score a touchdown, the other team gets the ball and has a chance to either tie or win the game. And if not. Then they keep playing until it's, it's over. So, like, for example, yesterday, 49ers get the ball, they drive, they kick the field goal. When the Chiefs have the ball back, Richard, and they're driving, as long as they kick a field goal at any point meaning the clock could have gone to zero. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have started a second overtime. And if the game stayed tied, they would have started a third overtime or a fourth overtime. The clock does not matter in OT. Simply put, if a team scores touchdown or field goal on the first possession, only the first possession, the team gets the ball. The next team gets the ball to either tie or win. And as long as that game remains tied, they play forever until there's a winner.
4: Can I address the previous caller? It's not an old adage. It's a Jim
0: Croce lyric, okay? Uh, what, about, what about the postseason rules that you just didn't even know about?
4: You're like the, you're like the 49ers. The I know the postseason rule. They changed it just for the Super Bowl.
0: Well, they changed it for the postseason, not just for the Super Bowl, for the postseason. This is not a Super Bowl rule. It's the postseason rules, the playoffs.
4: If they would have ran out of OT time, then what?
0: Then they play a they second overtime. Then they play a they don't double have OT. A second
4: overtime. What? There's no such thing as a second
0: OT. Oh my they... God! You gotta, jeez. You know, learn the rules for crying out loud. It's like he doesn't know a thing,
1: Adrian. He wants to throw out the conspiracies, but like other people who throw out the NFL conspiracies, they're not backed with uh, the facts. He's so like come the at 40... us with the facts.
0: He's like the 49ers. He has no idea. He still doesn't even know how the rules are of this game.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, as far as right terminology, what happens if the clock actually winds up and then uh, what happens next if it's double overtime or just the second period of overtime, regardless, they're going to keep playing. There's no tie.
0: They're going to play forever, which is why, in my opinion, who needs a clock? As long as you've got the play clock, that's all that should matter. There shouldn't even be a running clock in overtime in the postseason. Let them play forever. Who cares? We don't need times. What do we need? Single overtime, double overtime, triple overtime? It's all the same. It's just an overtime. That's it. So I don't know. It's just the whole thing is 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 a little ridiculous. But I do love the fact that Richard has no idea how postseason overtime works. It's been the whole discussion of the NFL in the last, you know, what, twenty hours. That's all we've been talking about. And he was telling me that if the game ends, it's a tie. Good lord. All right. Please. Twenty in front of five. We have full phone lines. We'll get right back to the calls as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. From
6: the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve
0: Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of the show is underway. We've got one more hour to go. John Teister is going to join us live in an hour from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Out here, I-10 and Artcraft for UTEP basketball with Keith Adams and Joe Golding. So uh, looking forward to that. A lot going on, by the way. You were out there earlier seeing Joe and talking to him about the team.
1: That's right. There's a lot going on with this UTEP basketball program. Uh, I would also say there's. it's funny. Conference USA right now, only three games separates the two first place teams. I'm talking about uh, Liberty and Sam Houston and the last place teams in Florida International and Middle Tennessee. That just tells you and speaks on the parody of the league right now, where it stands. Uh, Miners will get a chance at getting their first road win of the season this week. They play at Western Kentucky Thursday night. That can be heard here. 600 ES. ESPN El Paso, and it can be viewed nationally televised on CBS Sports, which is interesting in itself. And then Saturday, that should be, no matter what – I mean – Thursday is going to be one thing against Western Kentucky, but yeah. Saturday should be that first road win. It's at Middle Tennessee, and the Miners should get at least a victory there.
0: Did Middle just come out of that road game with Florida Atlantic with a two point win? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, so, Florida International. Right,
1: so it's like you can't. The second that you want to yeah. doubt one team, uh, they'll they'll you know prove you wrong with a win on their end.
0: Let me tell you something. If Utah plays like they did Saturday uh, on Thursday. They'll beat Western Kentucky. Like if they play like that against anybody, home or road, they're going to be a very, very tough team to beat. Because that was a that was a complete defensive performance. It was a good offensive performance. Adrian, uh, we haven't seen a game like we haven't seen, you know, a game like that uh from UTEP all season, especially on the road.
1: No, I mean, we haven't. And, and also, you know, the Miners, I knocked this same team for losing by 10 to their rivals in New Mexico State on the road. So I've got to give this team credit for playing their best at home against yeah. the same Aggie squad. I don't know what it is, but NMSU, whenever they're on the road, they seem like an actually uh, an actual different team. Whereas the Miners, you could say on the road, they've at least improved. I mean, they lost uh, in a one possession game on the road against uh, Sam Houston a couple weeks ago. And yeah, the Tech loss was what it was, uh, but the miners, at least as of late, have been playing better away from the Haskins Center.
0: They have, and they should have beat Florida International. That was a game they blew a big lead in the last uh, five minutes. No
1: doubt. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, let's say hello to this man. He's the Foss, Steve Foster. He joined us all last week with Chris Fernandez from Radio Row in Las Vegas, and here he is to weigh in with his thoughts on uh, last night's uh, victory by the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. Foss, how are you?
7: Doing well, man. How are you all?
0: Doing good. Doing good. We've had a good hour, a lot of calls, a lot of takes. Uh, Your biggest uh, reaction to uh, the Chiefs winning yesterday?
7: I I think it's what uh, the Miners did in basketball, as you said. Great defense, good offense. And that's a recipe for success in most sports. And I think, you know, even though it took to the second half for the offense to show up for Kansas City, uh, it showed up. And, you know, they had a will to win. Uh, they didn't do what UTEP did to New Mexico State. But they got back-to-back, which hadn't been done in 1920 season.
0: True enough. Yet, as we've talked about uh, a lot, San Francisco had a lot of chances to win that football game. This wasn't exactly like uh, it was uh, a dominant performance. It was very much up in the air. Um, the 49ers, you know, you think about it. Both teams had mistakes. You had the McCaffrey fumble. You had the fumbled punt. You had the Pacheco fumble, um, the missed extra point, a lot of things that went on in this game. And, you know, if San Francisco does even one of those things right, they're probably the one holding the Vince Lombardi trophy.
7: You you can say that, but we could go back and say if Green Bay would have caught two very easy interceptions, San Francisco wouldn't have been there. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying, but those things happen in all sports People don't take advantage of miscues, opportunities. And then when it happens and you miss them, good teams bounce back and get the job done, meet or exceed their goal.
0: True. Winners win, That's just what it comes down to. And Mahomes made all the big plays he needed to in that football game. He really did. And, you know, at times in the first half, Mahomes looked very ordinary. The offense uh, was not doing much. And then all of a sudden, he kind of gets that groove. And you just know that when Mahomes is starting to really feel it, he puts it into that different gear where all the greats always do.
7: Well, let's give some credit to San Francisco's defense. (laughs) They they, they can do damage against even a very good offense with Patrick Mahomes or any other team. And they were doing exactly what they needed to do at the beginning of the game. But, again, it's four quarters. You get worn down. You get beat up. You know, there's opportunities that come around that, you know, don't manifest themselves early in a game. But when they happen, it, it's, it's react and act. And, and, again, it didn't hurt the teams, the turnovers initially, but then it got to them later on in the game. And it's costly. It's so crazy. We talk about big, strong, fast guys. 3,000-yard passers, 100-yard rushers, but it's the kicker. If Moody doesn't miss an extra point, this is a completely different narrative from the beginning.
1: Foss, aside from the game, I want to ask you non-football-related uh, questions. How do you compare uh, Usher's halftime performance to Rihanna, to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg a couple years ago? Uh, we had Shakira, J-Lo a couple years ago as well. I think that was 2020. Where do you stack up uh, You know, uh, Usher uh, compared to some of those?
7: Okay. Uh, everything was great with Usher. You know, he had Luda, Jermaine Dupree, but he's not Michael. Take off the one glove, Usher, that 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 no, you're not Michael. But the songs, the choreography, everything was great. To bring back her, Alicia Keys, I mean, that was spectacular. But Usher, take off the glove. You're not Mike. Did one you? Glove to go.
0: Did you get excited when he took off his shirt?
7: Not really. No. Did it yeah. up the stakes a little bit? Go, I thought he was going to go with the t-shirt. And then he got me cause he did, he went next level, but you know, the younger crowd probably appreciated it. All right. Fair enough.
1: Who is your favorite guest, uh, guest with him? Was it Alicia Keys?
7: Uh, I think the talented one is her, man. I love Alicia Keys. Uh, her is up and coming. I saw her in New Orleans in national championship and she was unbelievable. Um, I don't think she got the showcase. Now one of the favorite artists would, would for me would have been Ludacris.
0: Fair. That's fair. So would you put right, Usher I, would you put Usher in the top five of halftime shows?
7: Uh going starting when? Of I all mean time? since
0: yeah, since they start. Like where, where do you rank Usher? Top five, top ten, uh, in, or just not even rank. I mean you tell me.
5: Ten. 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 Top all ten. Right. <laughs> All right,
0: that's fine. I mean, I was just kind of curious where, uh, yeah. you know, we we think about the all times. I was matter of fact. Here's your list, in case you're wondering, because it is kind of interesting. The Super Bowl halftime show really started off for the first. Well, I mean, they've they had marching bands in the '60s, right? right. So, right, yeah, the, yeah, that didn't count. The first time they actually had a um, like a performer was I'll tell you right now when that was. It is kind of interesting. The first big performer at a Super Bowl was probably ninety one when new kids on the block performed. I mean that would that would probably be the way to go. Uh even in the eighties, they they well they had Chubby Checker and the Rockettes. Um they didn't really have any big, uh, you know, they had up with people back in 1980, but that doesn't count. So you really Prince, think about
7: Prince, it. I uh, think Prince did 52, right? Or, or he had just passed, and they did the tribute to him. That, uh, that's my mistake. Yeah. yeah. He had just
0: passed. Um, Michael that, Jackson was in 93. That's when they had uh, the, thir- the 3,500 kids with him. Prince the, was 07. Right. Right. They also had let's see what else they had. Oh, they've they've been doing big shows, I mean, since then. They really have. Like you look at the nineties, that's really when it started. You know, you had um you've had some you've had some pretty good ones. They did uh, James Brown, ZZ Top, Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman and James Belushi in ninety seven, Diana Ross in ninety six, um, you know, Aerosmith and Sync Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige and Nelly in O one, u two in O two. Uh, Stones, McCartney, Madonna, The Who, Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince, like you said, 07, Black-Eyed Peas. Usher actually was in 11 with the Black-Eyed Peas and Slash. That was his first appearance at Super Bowl halftime.
5: Yeah,
7: yeah. I mean, I saw – I've gone to two. I went to Super Bowl 30 and 95, last win for Dallas, and I went to the first win in New Orleans for – Tom Brady against the Rams. And that one was you too. I don't remember who halftime was for uh, the Cowboys win. I was just excited that they won. And uh, it, they're pretty good shows. I think yeah. I think they do a good job of representing kind of a, a, an all-around. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the kind of, I guess, variety pack that supported Usher, and I think that's what made it fun for me.
0: Do you believe that Mahomes will eventually eclipse Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time?
7: So, we'll do this. Does that mean he gets six, seven wins that way? Or do we just consider him the greatest because of his play? Because I think Mahomes can get to the 6'7 range, mm-hmm. does that mean it? he'll be greater than Brady? Uh, I think he's on a better start. Um, I think he has as good or better weapons than uh, Tom Brady has. And I think his ability to run with the football makes him just a slightly better edge when it comes to being athletic, savvy, processing, finding his open man, making the play calls at the line of scrimmage
1: the interesting one to me right now is is Joe Montana Foss is is uh because right now I think we could definitively say that the trajectory is o- is on there to try to uh, be where Brady was when it was all said and done but right, right. now if, if things ended right now for Mahomes uh, you stack him up with somebody like Joe Montana and that's somebody who is really the best of his era on his side Montana led the 49ers to four Super Bowls he right. won all four of them do you consider Mahomes a better overall quarterback than uh, Joe Montana? No. Do you
0: consider Montana a better quarterback than Tom Brady?
1: No. So that's your list. Is that your top three right there? Is it Brady, uh, Montana, Mahomes?
7: This is the guy that people don't give credit for is Terry Bradshaw. He's got four. I think he played against some of the – and, again, Adrian, you didn't see this, and no fault of your own, but the people that Terry Bradshaw had to beat, if you looked at the stacked lineups, even though they had less teams in the National Football League, he may have had to gone through stiffer stiffer competition than even Joe Montana. I would put Montana and, and, and Terry Bradshaw uh, – Mm, vacillating back and forth, even though Joe Montana gets the edge probably because he didn't lose a Super Bowl, yeah.
1: so you would put Bradshaw over Marino just to be oh, clear no oh yeah i would I would put Bradshaw over Marino
0: oh, no, oh, well, no but, doubt. but again I mean here's the thing Marino you have to realize, okay, Marino was there his rookie year, never got to come back, never really had the offensive weapons that you that all these other quarterbacks had. Marino never had the receivers. He had Duper and Clayton. Don't get me wrong, um and and yet, you know, you look at the the weapons, he never had a tight end, never really had a great running back, um, you know, never had a defense. So, he was always have to putting the ball in the air the whole time. That's one of the reasons why Marino has a million passing yards because they always play and come from behind a lot.
7: Correct. And and Marie, and, and Bradshaw beat some Cowboy teams that were legit. I, 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 had a, I had a conversation and i just, I, I'm going to leave it, but I was very fortunate studying for the bar in Dallas to meet Michelle Staubach and get the opportunity to play basketball every Sunday with and against Roger Staubach. And he told me after I've been there about six or seven weekends that they could have won more. If Tom Landry would have drafted one defender as opposed to the other who got torched by the Steelers. And one of the reasons why he he, he blames one person, one player in particular, uh, of of not having uh, more Super Bowl rings during his tenure. And it, it had nothing to do with Jackie Smith dropping the ball that hit him right in the numbers in the
0: Super Bowl. Steve Foster with us here on Sports Talk. Give me your thoughts on this take from Esteban. All quarterbacks are game managers by default. Last night, Patrick Mahomes did a good job managing the game.
7: Well, I disagree because when you start running with the football to gain first downs, when you start scrambling and improvising mm-hmm. to extend a play, to me, that's not pure management, in my opinion.
0: It's making plays. It's, it's making plays and keeping it alive. So yes, I guess I guess the reason is is that I called I called Brock Purdy more of a game manager uh in that game yesterday for the 49ers than uh than Patrick Mahomes.
7: Oh uh, I I think overall that is true. Overall that is true. But I think Brock Purdy for what he's done, given where he's come from, uh again. <laughs> And this could be crazy, but I think the Cowboys go farther with Brock Purdy at quarterback this season than what they had.
0: Do you feel comfortable as Brock for Brock? You know, Brock Purdy being the quarterback, franchise quarterback of the future for the Forty ers can they win a Super Bowl with him?
7: Yes. Okay. If, if, if Moody doesn't miss the extra point, it gets a lot more interesting than it than it was at nineteen nineteen.
0: Sure does. Although.
7: He Rice was open on the slant right across the middle. I know Mahomes went to his boy, Kelsey, but had he just taken it as, and, and again, Rice isn't like, you know, Kadarius Tony, or what Hardman, even Hardman kept, caught the, the winning score, but, but Rice is in the top two or three of his main targets. He was open uh, in those final seconds. Across the, he had his man beat by three yards, and that's why they were upset uh, when they came to the sidelines. I wholeheartedly agree with the SMU Mustang. She had his man beat to the inside. That's the route you want to beat somebody to yeah. is because you don't have to make such an adjustment because you're not working against a sideline. That gives you all the athleticism in the world to either speed up, go up, will glow or what have you without concern about where your body lands when you run a pattern to the middle of the field.
0: Foss, we enjoyed it last week. Great spending time with you and Chris. We missed the fact that we never got to see Dean Kane, but hey, c'est la vie. That's just it. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, having you back on as we get closer to the NFL draft.
7: And, and let me tell the listeners, it is always a treat. Cappy and Adrian, Chris and I, I mean, we we take El Paso, we we wear that badge of honor and uh, let it be known, people knew that El Paso was in the house in Las Vegas or anywhere we go. And it's such a great teamwork effort that we do. I can't uh, emphasize enough or kind of try to tell listeners how well we go back and forth with guests, movement, Uh, and all the activities that we do at an
0: event. It's the truth. We had a blast. We're going to do it again soon. And as always, Steve, appreciate everything. It was great seeing you, and we'll talk soon.
7: Happy. Adrian and all the listeners, thanks so much. Uh, Thanks to uh, 600 ESPN El Paso for having Chris and myself. Uh, We think that's a treat and a privilege every time we get. Thanks, man. Much love.
0: All right. You as well. Anyway, laying down the law. It was epic. We'll make sure we put those uh, shows up for you at our 600 ESPN El Paso Listen On Demand channels that we have for you. We'll get that up soon, as well as sports talk from last week. Good stuff with the Foss as we continue. 22 Pass. Let's go to Charlie and get this traffic update. Back here on sports talk as we continue. All right. We're back here. We've got... Calls coming in, 505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. We'd love to hear from you. John Teicher is going to join us here in about 20 minutes during our final countdown. Uh, A lot more in store, though, here on Sports Talk, including recapping our player of the game and hot hand of the games from Saturday's big win of UTEP over New Mexico State, from minor talk first we'll say hello to daniel he joins us next daniel welcome aboard thanks for the call how's vegas vegas was terrific daniel thank you we had a good time the fox had a golden opportunity and blew it as usual what did he do that uh that 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 was another missed opportunity tell me daniel what did he do san
8: francisco when they had that turnover had a golden, golden chance to get momentum, and only come away with three points. That is not good. You need a touchdown
0: in this situation. You know it. I know it. Adrian the knows it. Are you talking touchdown. about the over the overtime situation? No, first quarter. First quarter. Oh, you talking about the, the Okay, I I got you. I thought you meant well. Remember that McCaffrey fumbles on their first possession when they were driving, and then they ended right. up. Now and then that, that, they, that's
8: yeah. a momentum killer.
0: Well, yeah, but That's you could a- say but couldn't we say the same thing about Pacheco's fumble right after the long pass inside the uh, 10-yard line uh, when the Chiefs were driving in the first quarter?
8: I'd say both, you know. Yeah. You need both. You need momentum. You can't make dumb mistakes. And you can say either way, the extra point, you have to live with it and get on with it.
0: Think about the mistakes that the 49ers had, right? You had the McCaffrey fumble, you had the missed extra point, the blocked extra point. You also had the the punt that went off of a you know player's foot and then gets recovered by the Chiefs and they score on the next play right after that when MVS gets the touchdown pass from um you know from Mahomes. So, yeah, I mean you could you could point out three three big ones from San Francisco in that game. It
8: It's true. The only highlights I enjoyed were the long field goals. When San Francisco got that fifty five yarder for history, then Kansas City later got the fifty seven yarder.
0: Yeah, you like those kicks.
8: But and as for the overtime rules, that's kind of that's kind of both ways. You know the coach should know that and the players should know it
0: yep but when the players don't know it kind of tells that maybe the coach uh, didn't bring it up either which is a really a strange thing I mean think about it you've got two weeks to prepare for this game everybody should know overtime in the playoffs heck the Chiefs were talking about it in August before the season even started so there's your difference between you know um, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan appreciate the call as we continue here on Sports Talk. I still have a hard time believing that uh, 49er players had no idea how the overtime was going to work. In yeah,
1: that, it's uh, poor preparation or poor excuses at the end, one of the two. And I just, I just, it was one of those things that if you are in that situation, it's better to be prepared. It's better to come in with a plan if it ever gets to that point than not to have a plan. And and that's what the 49ers, unfortunately, they didn't have the right plan in that case when it came to overtime.
0: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. All right. Hitting the bottom of the hour here on Sports Talk. Let's get back to Adrian and we'll get one last sports center update.
1: Thank you very much, Steve. Right now, bunch of college basketball going on. Let's go to top twenty-five scores. It's a tie game between number nine Duke and Wake Forest. Sixteen all. Seven twenty-five left in the first half on ESPN. After this game, it's a doubleheader and it's a Big Twelve matchup coming up at seven o'clock. Number six Kansas taking on Texas Tech. Uh, Big Twelve matchup starts up seven o'clock on ESPN as the game of the night. Let's head over to some NBA scores, but but before we do that, let's go over to Some Dallas Cowboys news from today. The Cowboys reached an agreement today with Mike Zimmer to make the former Vikings coach Dallas' new defensive coordinator. A source confirmed to ESPN last week that Zimmer was expected to be hired as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Zimmer and the Cowboys agreed to contract terms today. He replaces Dan Quinn, who was hired last week as the commander's new head coach after a three-year run as the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Zimmer, who's 67 years old, was a Cowboys' assistant coach for from 1994 to 2006, starting as a defensive assistant and then moved to defensive backs in '95, the last season for which the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, and he served as their coordinator from 2000 to 2006 under two different coaches in Dave Campo and Bill Parcells. Let's go over to the NBA scoreboard, just like I alluded to, back over there. First quarter action out in Charlotte. Pacers lead the Hornets 21-20, a minute to go in the first quarter, Miles Turner leads the way for the Pacers with 13 points in this matchup. Also right now in Cleveland, 76ers and Cavs locked in 28 all, a minute 30 left in the first quarter and Donovan Mitchell leads the way with 9 points. That's a look at your sports center update. I'm Adrian Brodus.
0: Adrian, thank you very much. NFL just put this on social like 25 minutes ago. Here is how the last play call sounded uh, from the Chiefs sidelines.
1: Hey. Hey, so I got try bunch F. Shuttle.
4: Tom and Jerry, right? Yellow. Orange, 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 Let's go. 13 seconds to go in the overtime. Set. We're good. We're good. A touchdown wins the game. Set. Right side touchdown. Kansas City. There is a back to back. Super Bowl champion, and it is the
1: Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I do like how they called Tom and Jerry as the uh, game-winning play.
1: Yeah, I love these intricate names. I mean, imagine memorizing all of that right there that Mahomes just said. Are you old enough to ever watch the uh,
0: Tom and Jerry cartoons when you were a kid growing up?
1: Grew up on them. uh, Watched them at my grandparents' house for sure. I like
0: that. So that's that's my thing. Is I want to see uh, Tom and Jerry being called. I'm like, all right, that's a that's a nice tribute to to the great uh, Tom and Jerry shows when we were kids. That's excellent, excellent. All right, Um, Esteban gets this message. It never crossed Shanahan's mind that there could be overtime. Well, you know what? Coaches have to be prepared. That's just what it comes down to. You have to be if you're a head coach. You have to prepare for overtime. You have to prepare for any situation, right? You can't overtime. It's happened once, but you in the playoffs, you got to at least know. How the situation will go if there is an overtime? You got to be prepared.
1: Yes, and for Shanahan to not have his guys at least knowing the rules, I think that's where I knock him a little bit. And yeah, at the same time, it is on some of the players to be familiar with the rule changes. This happened all the way back last NFL year yeah. before they started the NFL year. So we're talking about last March, April when they made the this rule change, and they made a big deal a, a, about the rule change. And now the first overtime game in the postseason, and uh, I think I saw it like almost twenty. Eight matchups or something like that. That that tells you a lot, right there.
0: It sure does. Again, um, yeah, you know, that's just the way things uh, work out sometimes. But hey, I, you have to be prepared. I'm 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 with everybody else uh, saying that you know you got to be ready just in case you never know uh, truly what what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. By the way, the Foss and all of our guests over the phone always appear via the Longhorn Distributing Hotline. So uh, very important to note that Longhorn Distributing sponsors all of our telephone guests, and the McLaren Formula One detail products are now available at Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano, two blocks south of I-10. All right, awards to give out from minor talk after the UTEP uh, convincing win over New Mexico State on Saturday night at the Haskins Center. Before we get to the awards, let's talk about the crowd. I was so impressed with the crowd Saturday Adrian, I don't even know how they did it. Do you have any idea? Because I've been to plenty UTEP New Mexico State games where they draw six, seven, eight thousand fans, and that's considered a pretty good crowd. How about ten five? 5- Coming off the loss to Liberty the Saturday before,
1: yeah, I was uh, texting you about it, and I, I kind of lean on it. Uh, big shout out to the promotions team because I thought they did a great job at really just throwing the kitchen sink out there for all the different promotions they had. It was they honored Stefan Jackson in the matchup, uh, and he his jersey was recognized in the rafters. Uh, you also talk about the Texas Western T-shirts that they gave away; those and are huge, like well over four thousand T-shirts that they gave out at the Haskins Center. And those are good things, right? You want them to have everybody sport and rock those white tees. Uh, I love the fact that it was Texas Western jerseys on top of that. There was a lot of hype leading into the game. Hey, this UTEP basketball team is going to wear the Texas Western jerseys for the first time. And then, of course, Battle of I-10 to uh, sizzle it all off. So I thought that uh, as far as the promotions go, UTEP Marketing did a great job of capitalizing on everything there.
0: They've got sweet-looking Texas Western replica jerseys that are coming Soon to the UTEP bookstore. Pretty excited about this. It looks like the company Gridiron Greats is producing the replicas, and Adrian, they look exactly like the Adidas jerseys. Right down to the lettering, the uh the the black and orange on the uh, collar and the sleeves. It looks like, and it's got the 1966 uh, Texas Western state, uh, you know, the Texas flag uh, on the top, just like the jerseys. These look exactly like the real thing and they're going to be available as soon as this week at the utep bookstore
1: right this is exciting news for a lot of utep fans who love jerseys and who always talk about how they want a texas western jersey well here's your opportunity love the fact that the bookstore is going to be selling these both online and in person and uh i like the number two the fact that they chose number 23 not only is it uh of one of their senior or uh, not senior veteran leaders i should say he's a junior otis frazier the third but it's also two three that's a it's a legendary number in hoops It's MJ's number, but it's
0: also maybe when these jerseys were officially uh, created in the 23-24 season they decided to use 23 because who knows why, but it's perfect. It's a perfect number, perfect opportunity. And uh, the the company that's making these are called Game Day Greats, but they did a terrific job. It looks really, really good. I don't know the price. Could be somewhere in the $100 per jersey range, because that's what I've seen online, but regardless, I always feel like if you've got a really good-looking product, fans will pay for it. That's just what it comes down to.
1: Especially jerseys, especially Texas Western. So uh, people People are suckers for those things here in this town, and I don't blame them. I'm a sucker, too.
0: I'm a sucker. I think we're all suckers, right? Really. Uh, let's get awards out. Let's start first with our... Um hot hand to the game, which is brought to you each and every game by Wind Supply El Paso.
1: This goes to David Terrell Jr. I mean, what a second half by the true freshman from Mansfield Summit, Texas. Uh, He was minus three in terms of efficiency, struggled in the first half, uh, totaled two turnovers, and was 0 for 3, zero points in the first half. But he he shrugged that off. And in the second half, 12 points in 12 minutes. I love it. And very efficient. Also gets it done from the free throw line. He had zero turnovers in the second half and was plus 12 in terms of efficiency. Don't take David Terrell Jr. for granted. This guy is so much fun watching all across the board and definitely the hot hand from this weekend.
0: Wind Supply El Paso, uh, along with Sun City, Nelson and the A&A All The Way Foundation have partnered together on the Yards for Shoes campaign. We had uh, Aaron and Alvin on last week with us, along with Renee Tienes, who's celebrating a birthday today. So, happy birthday day, Renee. If you want to learn more uh, about Yards for Shoes, you could just go online with the A&A All the Weight Foundation. And If you want to learn more about Wind Supply El Paso, just go online to windsupplyelpaso.com. Meanwhile, let's do player of the game. Who is our... Uh, Timothy Cantrell, player of the game for Saturday.
1: Yeah, this one goes to Tay Hardy. Another great performance by the senior leader. I got it right this time. 21 points in 36 minutes, including six three-pointers. He was on fire from beyond the arc. He hit five in the first half alone. and the second half, he did all he needed to do in order for this team to win. I liked his passing in the second half in particular. Uh, but Tay Hardy, he got a lot of praise from head coach Joe Golding, saying that he's playing a little looser, playing to have fun, and that's what you want to see from a senior who is winding down his college basketball playing days, loved his perf- uh, performance against the Aggies, 21 points in uh, route to a 25-point win for the Miners against New Mexico State.
0: If you are looking to buy or sell your home here in El Paso, you can meet Timothy Cantrell, your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience. He's got it all. Vast knowledge, unwavering dedication, as well as valuable resources to make your real estate dreams come true. All you got to do is contact Timothy uh, by calling 915-204-8441. You can also text him at 915-204-8441, and don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest listings and tips. Those awards were given out on a Minor Talk after the game, which is brought to you by the Oscar Audietta Agency, and uh, man, oh man, good stuff. I saw Oscar at the game on Saturday, pretty happy camper, and uh, by the way, Oscar had one of the greatest banners ever that we brought with us to Las Vegas. It drove 105.4 or 105.3 the fan in Dallas crazy every morning. They couldn't see Radio Row because the thing was so big and uh, we used it as our backdrop all week long for our live broadcasts.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to the team at the Oscar ID at the agency saying I can't wait to take this out in El Paso so we hmm. can ruffle more feathers out there because yeah, uh, people were in, da- in uh, Las Vegas were not happy with us but uh, you know what? I think it gave us a stamp of approval and a stamp of um you know i guess some validation steve like we we're out here we got a banner with us and we're ready for radio row yeah
0: we are ready for radio row and i'm totally agree with you on that in fact it's the way it should be right that is the way it should be so yeah fun stuff we loved it had a great time and uh Hope uh, everybody out there enjoyed all of the shows as well. In fact, want to thank all of our sponsors one more time. Our live broadcast sponsor, Paulo Verde Holmes. He did such a great job with us, along with Hills Automotive, our interview sponsors for all the interviews we did. So, Paulo Verde and Hills Automotive, big thank you as our major sponsors. And, of course, all our supporting sponsors. Pelicans, 915 Tours, Jay Carasal, General Construction Incorporated, the Oscar Agency, Roland smoke barbecue performance services wind supply el paso and chick-fil-a airway without you we wouldn't have been able to make that uh, those broadcasts last week possible so thank you all for sponsoring our trip to vegas and broadcast live from radio row john Tyser next he'll come our way as sports talk continues during our final countdown right here at 600 espn el paso
9: I'm ABC 7 Stephanie Valle with your top stories on this Monday, February 12th on 600 ESPN El Paso. The Las Cruces community is remembering a police officer who was killed Sunday night. Officer Jonah Hernandez was stabbed after responding to a trespassing call. According to the city of Las Cruces, Officer Hernandez was stabbed at least once. He was taken to Mountain View Regional Medical Center where he died. Police say this all started just before 5 p.m. when Hernandez was at the scene of a call on the 300 block of South Valley Drive, just north of the intersection of Valley Drive and Amador Avenue. Officials say the person who stabbed Hernandez was allegedly trespassing on that property. The 29-year-old suspect, who has not been publicly identified, was then shot and killed by a bystander. Another witness used Hernandez's radio to call for help. Las Cruces City Council held a moment of silence in Hernandez's honor during a work session this morning. The mayor says the city is in a state of grieving. According to authorities, Hernandez leaves behind two young sons, ages 10 and and two, Hernandez was also described as a supportive and protective brother. Authorities have identified the person who opened fire at a mega church in Houston on Sunday. She is 36-year-old Genesee Ivonne Moreno, who had a criminal background and a known history of mental illness. Officials say Moreno had her 7-year-old son with her when she walked into Joel Austin's Lakewood Church and started shooting. Two off-duty law enforcement officers at the scene shot at Moreno after she pointed her weapon at them. The gunfire left her biological son in critical condition and one man injured, according to officials. It's unclear who fired the shot that injured the child. Download the KVIA Weather and Traffic app. Get the KVIA News app for updates as well. Also find updated news and weather on air and online at KVIA.com. I'm ABC 7 Stephanie Valle for 600 ESPN El Paso.
4: So, Metro you're going things up. We're not doing too bad. We have a crash under investigation on the east side, International and Buffalo Soldier. Where are we? Tap of the brakes. Tap of the brakes, I-10 East us through the Reynolds area. That's typical. Also, I-10 at Red, both uh, directions there. You, you're almost bumper to bumper right there. I-10, the Artcraft transbound area under construction. We have one lane available right there tonight. Closure, 7 p.m. Mesa North and South Mountain Intersection. That's going to be closed tonight. Also, Loop 375 South and northbound main lane closure between North Loop and Saragossa. That's at 9 p.m. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Ramcon. Leo's at the full service bar celebrating 77 years serving El Paso, Tuesday through Sunday. Not tonight, Tuesday through Sunday, famous for Soup. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Ramcon, Charlie 1-600, El Paso.
0: River Oaks Properties was founded by local businessman Jerry Rubin. Their locations include the rapidly growing, highly trafficked Zaragoza Road and East Lake Boulevard in Far East El Paso. In addition, River Oaks has recently completed Westtown Marketplace, El Paso's newest outdoor shopping destination. River Oaks helps create local jobs through retailers. Want to start a business or you need the best location? River Oaks Properties has the best locations in El Paso. For more information, visit ROPLPASO.com. El
8: Paso has spoken. Mendes Isaac Jody Law Firm has been voted by this community as the city magazine's best law firm. Thank you, El Paso, for trusting us to give you the best representation. Let Mendes Isaac Jody help you in cases involving serious injuries, wrongful death, work injuries, drunk driving cases, and 18-wheeler accidents. Don't settle for less. Call the best. Mendes Isaac Jody Law Firm. We fight for the community of El Paso every day. Call 915-444-1000 for your free consultation.
5: To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay guaranteed fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
3: Hey, my name is Justice. And a little thing I love about Chick fil A nugget trays is when it's time for football season and time to have the boys over, Chick fil A was it. You bite into it and it's juicy, you know, you got flavors popping. Oh, yeah. On any DAY, I need CFA. <laughs>
0: Hey, y'all. My name is Soraya.
8: And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is how easy it is. That convenience of being able to order through the app is just unmatched.
9: When I place that tray down,
3: those
8: nuggets won't be there for long. Everyone loves them.
9: I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me.
3: One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love.
2: They just really, genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding.
3: To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought
8: I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel.
9: Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic.
8: I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking they're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Babble. Babble. Go to babble.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
3: Hey, it's Greeny. Stay tuned at 4 today for Sports Talk with Steve Kaplowitz.
0: Final countdown here, and eleven minutes from now, Adrian, we get to jump out uh, to this man, John Teicher, who is uh, going to be bringing us Utah basketball with Keith Adams and Joe Golding live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, I ten West and Artcraft, right there on the west side of town. You can't miss it. And uh, Teicher, uh, give me your reaction to uh, last night's uh, overtime Super Bowl.
6: Loved it. It was one of my favorite uh, Super Bowl games. I thought in. Uh in recent uh, memory and i thought the uh, 49ers didn't lose the game in overtime i thought they lost the game in the first half because uh, as as tony romo pointed out repeatedly uh, they were dominating the line of scrimmage and unfortunately for them they couldn't take full advantage of it leading only uh, 10 to 3 at uh, at halftime and uh, and then the chiefs uh, and, and patrick mahomes worked their magic in the uh, in the second half but I thought it was a fun game to watch Uh, certainly the uh, missed or the blocked extra point I think factored in uh, very very large I think if uh, if Moody makes that kick uh, we might be talking about a different outcome today but uh, that's what happens and uh, and obviously the Chiefs came out on
1: top John, knowing the overtime rules are what they are in the postseason, would you have done anything differently if you were San Francisco, uh, you know, electing to take that ball first or maybe deferring instead in overtime?
6: I, you know, I thought Andy Reid said it best after the game. You know, coaches have different philosophies on that sort of thing. There are uh, a lot of coaches that, that like to have the, the football when they when they win a coin toss. There are others that like to defer, Kansas City all always likes to defer their choice when they, uh, when they win a uh, coin toss. And, and other teams uh, like to have the football right away. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it depends on, on your philosophy. I, I, I can see the wisdom of, 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 of deferring and, and certainly knowing in an overtime situation what you're going to have to do. Uh, to uh, to either tie or, or win a game in that particular situation. But didn't you guys get the feeling that after the 49ers uh, had to settle for a field goal that uh, the Chiefs are going to go down and do exactly what it is that they did and I mean, win the game?
0: Yeah, I mean, you just feel that like when the game's on the line, Patrick Mahomes is like the one guy you feel most comfortable with. It's just. Sure. You know, he finds ways to make plays, and even if he can't throw the ball, he'll just take off and run for the first down the way he did in so many crucial situations last night.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I thought Brock Purdy played well and uh, accorded himself uh, quite well in his first uh, game on that particular stage. But when you're going up against a guy like uh, Mahomes, uh, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. All right. um, I'll tell you what, Saturday night was fun. The Haskins Center was rocking. I'll be honest with you, John, I had no idea how many fans were going to show up Saturday. And when I saw the crowd and I was in the building and I'm thinking, wow, there's over 10,000 uh, and the place was loud. I was, it, was, uh, it was nice. It was, uh, it was great to see an arena that's averaging uh, you know, about 4,300 a game have that kind of crowd for the Aggies.
6: Best environment I can remember, and I don't know how long, maybe back to the uh, 2016 uh, game against Western Kentucky, the last sellout in the uh, Don Haskins Center. You know, the Miners and the Aggies attracted uh, an even bigger crowd a year ago. It was UTEP's home opener. They announced uh, 11-5, I think it was, for that game. But I don't remember the environment being nearly as... uh, as fun yeah. as what we saw on uh, on Saturday. And I think uh, the, uh, the
0: current UTEP players certainly took note. No, I agree with that. I feel like everybody in the building felt good about it. I know there were members of the UTEP football team who are new to El Paso that were at that game, and they were excited about the electric environment that they were a part of.
6: Yeah, it's, it's fun for everybody, Steve. It's fun for those that are there. It, it, it's fun for media. It's fun for the players. It's fun for the coaches and And hopefully we'll see more of it going forward.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Ty. Who's going to uh, start us off tonight?
6: We're going to get uh, Joe first, and then uh, Keitha will join us at the bottom of the
0: hour. All right. Looking forward to it. Should be uh, a lot of good conversation around uh, UTEP hoops. John, we'll talk to you here at the top of the hour.
6: All right, Steve. Thanks.
0: John Teicher. He's live out there at uh, Rudy's Country Barbecue. Again, I-10 Artcraft. We're getting ready for 60 minutes of talking Utah basketball. Adrian, some final thoughts in our final 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, I just love the week last week. All of the podcasts are up and they're currently being uploaded right now, so if you missed any of last week, check it out. 600 ESPN El Paso and Sports Talk On Demand, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Not to mention our Instagram handle, Adrian. You've uploaded a ton of great videos. That's right. Check out our reels uh, and please share them as well. We need gain more followers on instagram
0: love that all right john next top of the hour we'll do it again tomorrow at four have a great night everybody